We're here. We are live. We are back from the Robert Allenby Studios. Potty, the sports detention. How we going, mate? Evening, mate. Doing very, very well as always. Love being out here. Love being out here and just mm. podcasting. I mean, holidays are over. Holidays are done. Unfortunately. But, yeah. But glass half full. We're back here to chew some fat on some sport. Yep. Yeah, first day back at work today. Had lots of the old favourite jokes. How were the holidays? Not long enough. Oh, oh. yeah. Never had a bad one. <laughs> Never had a bad one. <laughs> Don't whinge about them or they'll stop giving them to us. Oh, okay. And that was just me. Well, <laughs> should we get into the podcast, <laughs> mate? Let's do it, mate. We're back, we're live, potty, sports detention podcast, mate. What has caught your eye this week, bud? Been a busy week and a number of things have caught my Ooh. eye. Bit of a rugby league flavour I'm going to throw on at first. Max Ooh. King. Max, Max King, King. Yeah. You know Kingy? Uh, not overly familiar with Kingy. Mm. Melbourne Storm player, been at the Bulldogs the last couple of years, really Ooh. good middle forward, tough. Works really hard. He's tied the knot over the last week or so, mate, in the off-season. Tied the knot to what has been described as his supermodel bride. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, so, well done. So, he's a handsome young gentleman. Yeah, he's a handsome young he's gentleman. He's a grafter. He's a grafter. He's Ooh. a grafter. And he's done himself proud on and off the field, apparently. But what caught my eye wasn't the fact that he was getting married, although, of course, we congratulate the man. Mm, absolutely. It was the fact that an article came out this week which identified that Kingy and his bride, mm. they abstained from sex during their engagement. Mm. Just their engagement. Well, that's what it said. <laughs> Just during the... So my thought was it was either a uh, short engagement or a very mm. short wedding night. But, yeah, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's wrap this up. Let's get... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we should do this. I agree. A hundred percent. I do, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, the word is reception went for about 24 minutes. So. Yes, well, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's very old-fashioned, isn't it? Mm, so it is very old-fashioned. Uh, apparently they're um, uh, devout Christians. Ooh. So, um, But the thing that really stood out to me, mate, was uh, Max's bride identified in the article that apparently his performance on the field actually improved. Wow. Well, that's... That's the old boxer's wife's tale, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> look, that's a, that's a let's get on the front foot early and let's let's get control of the situation. Yes, Ooh, yes. I've got, yeah. got me sceptical hippo eyes out about that one. So did I, mate. So did I. I read that and I went, ooh, yes, okay, okay. Mm. Uh, but, you know, well done. Congratulations. And uh, all the best to the happy married couple. Yeah, absolutely. And I would suggest that, you know, if Max is... Just a genuine Aussie bloke. He's probably going to go, you know what, stuff the footy career. <laughs> I've retired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is called it? You're all right, mate. A couple more things for me, mate. Um, I've titled this one, Pod Takes His First Victim. <laughs> so uh, all our loyal listeners out there, all our fans, they, you know, I've got multiple people telling me they love Stream of the Week. We get them on as something absolutely golden. Oh, yeah, 
Um, we try our best. We do, we do. But I have put the um, the death sentence onto poor old heels, mate. She's been oh. cancelled after two weeks. What about yeah. a month and a half ago? I was raving about what a show was, yeah. was. Get out and watch it. Well, get out I mean, and watch it, it next, quick. It was the next Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it's been punted. It's been punted after Ooh. two seasons. So I watched the end of the second season the other day. This is before it was punted. Yep. And the main character, professional wrestler, a wrestler, has done a very dangerous shooting star press Ooh, from yes. the top rope. And unfortunately, he's been injured after that, and he has um, said, as the episode's ending, that he can't feel his legs. So we're led to presume that there's some sort of paralysis going Ooh. on, not to know whether it's permanent or whatnot. And so leaving people on a bit of a cliffhanger, fans like myself waiting for the next season. We're never going to know, mate. It's not coming. <laughs> it's no. not coming. So, um, yeah, that was um, – sorry, Heels. I, I did my best to stir up a bit yeah, of them. Yeah, well. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't me, but – We uh, have yeah. been known to put the death to things on this podcast. Whether we have. Whether it be punting, whether it be football teams. Yep. So, yeah, we can end one. Yep, that's exactly uh, um, right. Shooting Star Press, is that Brock Lesnar? Uh, I think Brock Lesnar was famous for doing one, mm. but actually not doing it well. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> and landing was, on his face. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. He, yeah. he, I mean, how he ended up coming out in one piece because oh. he landed right on his neck, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Landed right yeah. on his neck, and um, yeah, apparently fractured the mat. Yeah, <laughs> he's um, uh, yeah, so very dangerous move, and um, yeah. Have a look at it. You're not going to oh, yeah. believe You're, what happened to Brock. You know where to find that one, guys. Indeed, indeed. And the final thing that caught my eye, mate. Now, we've spoken about Solo mm. on this show before. You're a big fan of the Solo No Sugar, aren't you, mate? You, you, Solo No Sugar. It yep. had rave reviews from myself, yeah. Yep. And a couple of fans have actually gotten back to us and said they're all in on the Solo No Sugar as well, haven't they? They absolutely uh, yep. love it. Now, I, I was speaking, and we haven't actually tried it on the show, but it's it's coming up. The solo hard. Oh yeah, that, I had the hard solo. Mm, I had mm. the hard solo that I identified in the um, in, in the bottle. Uh, it's a it's a vodka solo. A vodka. So solo, yeah. I mean, if you've put vodka, you've put solo together. Yeah, you've tried yeah, it. Home run. Yeah, you've tried it. Beautiful. Well, I was in Woolies the other day, mate, and mm. you know, I was in um, I was picking out my deodorant. Looked over, solo. The smell crusher. Oh, you're Solo, the joking. smell crusher. I couldn't believe it. Unbelievable. Solo mm. is now dipping into the deodorant range. What's next? It got me thinking. VB. VB. Solo. Apparently they're already doing it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Unbelievable. Mm. Now, where does this, as a fan of Lynx Africa, where does this leave us? Yeah. Because, when, I mean, oh, the Africa, old tried me. and trusted... Take me. I mean, back. it's horrific. Yeah. My wife hates it, but I mean, it oh. takes you back to your teenage years, doesn't it? But it solo, does. just stepping in, all the remember Jupe, Jupe jump, yeah, and oh, then you had yes. the jeer, which yeah, was like yes. the body spray version. Yeah, of course. What else did they they have back in the day? You know, Rex owner sort of reinvented brute, brute. Oh yes, there's. Oh mate, beautiful. But so- solo, did you give it a spray, mate? I did give it a little spray. What does it smell like? Solo. Yeah. yeah. Solo? <laughs> it smelled a bit like solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I, do you know what I thought? Maybe they could dabble into lollies. So, mm. you know, jelly lollies. Maybe chocolate. Pineapple fl- flavoured chocolate. Well, you know? Lemon. Lemon's good. Lemon. Maybe, mm. they could, maybe they could get into the lemon industry, mate. Well. Well, see how they go with that. <laughs> they might take it on board. Let's copyright it. 
Yep, let's do it. All right, mate. So that's what's caught my eye. Sorry, I was flat stick on what's caught my eye this week. Very, very busy week. Right, mate. Plenty of info to get through. But um, you've got a bit for us as well. Mate, I've got a bit. Callum Mills. What mm. do you know about Callum Mills, mate? Oh, a little bit. Talk to me about Callum, mate. Yeah, Callum Mills. We spoke about uh, heels and wrestling and the mm. like, but uh, Callum Mills has been uh, involved in an incident which can only be described as WrestleMania. Yes. Um, Sydney Swans co-captain Callum Mills has been involved in that incident that, um, with reports suggesting a torn rotator cuff... Oh, no. ...was a result of some Mad Monday wrestling. Oh, Mad Monday. Coaches must hate the Monday. Now, he's had to undergo immediate surgery. Oh, so it's so not it's good. Not, so it's, it must have been bad. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but it's put his availability for the 2024 season at risk already. Yep. Uh, so what are we looking at? Grego for a for a um, oh, rotator cuff six it, months. It would completely depend on the significance of the injury, and yep. you know, it it yeah, it can vary. Um, you know, Mills came out on the front foot. He apologised for his actions. He held a media conference about it, um, and he really just left himself at the mercy of opinion, mm. which was you know you got to take your hats off to that. Admirable. Um, you know, but as the listeners of the sports attention would be aware. For the teams who have not tasted success on the field during the season, Mad Monday represents an opportunity for players to completely redeem themselves. Yep. They can write themselves off and provide some solid newspaper fodder. Job done, Callum. Well done, mate. (laughs) Uh, Who is he wrestling? I don't know. I mean, they probably keep that under wraps because you don't want to put a target on his back next season. No. You know, the refs will be looking out for that. Mm, Mm, Definitely. Any cranking of the shoulder. Yep. Uh, Valentine Holmes, mate, speaking of Mad Monday, um, there's been an apology from Valentine Holmes and that has been accepted by all of Australia. One and all. Yeah. After his prank gone wrong saga. Um, for those who are unaware, Valentine posted a photo of himself with a delicious guava mixer drink. Yep. We discussed this on a previous episode. And um, what appears to be a bag of illicit drugs. Um, Holmes has always expressed his innocence, claiming the item was placed in his mouth and designed as a joke. Um, you know, which I completely understand because everyone carries specific items that mimic cocaine in case there is the chance of a prank. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It's um, your standard night out wallet, phone, <laughs> and uh, items that look like cocaine. Um, I can only speak for myself, Potty, and I commend Valentine Holmes for apologising to the Cowboys and his family for the issue that this has caused. A $25,000 fine and a one-match ban mm. is what he's received. He'll serve um, that in the World Cup. You know, for something that, in his statement, was completely illegal and a joke. Mm. You know, all the players who brought replica weapons with them to Mad Monday are now expected to be issued with similar fines and suspensions. No jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a piss take. Oh, like, come seriously. on. Anyway, moving on. How moving stupid on. are we? Come on. Um, now, it happens to the best of us, and I've been pretty harsh and I've been looking at you know, the idea of pronunciation, making sure we're getting things right when we, you know, pronounce names, whether they be exotic, whether they be from Europe, whether they be from around the world. And we try to get it right. 
that were here. Yep. Now, unfortunately, well, fortunately for, for us and a reminder to the punters at home that, you know, even the best can get it just a little wrong. Now, I'm going to play for you a video that has been doing the rounds on social media in relation to one of the greats, Joe Rogan, a professional, and how he pronounces the name Umar Nurmagomedov. Congratulations, sir. Umar Nurmagomedov, ladies and gentlemen. That's the point. So I'm going to say to anyone on this podcast platform... If Joe can get it wrong, we can all, you know, just rest easy a bit. We can all give ourselves a bit of a break. Now, speaking of, um, you know, those who are having a good hot crack, what do you know about Sean Edwards? Sean Edwards. Sean Edwards, rugby coach. Yep, yep. Defensive coach for France. Yep. Former defensive coach of Wales. Yeah, right. Rugby, rugby league man. Played in the 1989 grand final for the Balmain Tigers. Did he? Yeah, he came down with Ellery Hanley. An absolute legend. So he's currently the defensive coach for France in the uh, in the Rugby World Cup. But talking about making a good, hard effort of speaking another language, the France rugby have um, another uh, video they've put out on social media was um, Sean Edwards addressing the team at halftime. Now, check this out. For the defence, the month, so they're gone. Au niveau adversaire, au niveau adversaire, nous devons suffocer l'adversaire, suffocer, ok? Avec vitesse de ligne, avec intensité, avec intelligence à la rook, et avec corps, ici, perf. Oh. He just like he almost gave up halfway through. He's, I mean, hats off to Sean Edwards for having a good hard crack at that. Um, but yeah, just halfway, he just went, you know what? It's intensity. I'm not even going to put the French accent on. Um, however, finally on the uh, on the pronunciation of things, um, an example of where, and this is another uh, video going around on social media of where pronunciation can get really wrong is in Germany. Um, now, obviously, uh, a parent has you know given the uncle a bit of a heads up that their their child would like Minecraft. Minecraft, the game Minecraft. You familiar with Minecraft? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, he wants the game Minecraft for Christmas, and um, I'll just play this video of what uh, what the uncle provided. So for those listening at home, he's provided him a copy of the novel Mein Kampf by, <laughs> by the author that many people in this world would know as Adolf Hitler. Uh, when you get it wrong, you can get it wrong. Um, so yes, we do we do hold higher standards here at the Sports Attention in terms of pronunciation how we can do things and making sure we're staying and giving our best effort where possible. But, you know, even the best can get it wrong sometimes. Well, mate, oh, beautiful. that pretty much does it for what's caught our eye. Should we get into the rugby league? Let's get into it, mate. The rugby league final was a big Wembley occasion. Oh, get that in here.
Righty, mate, the footy, where Rolling. do we start this week, mate? Well, mate, as we all know, the uh, rugby league over in Australia, the NRL has wound up for another year and uh, most teams are on their holidays before they head into the internationals or in a pre-season. But we're still going over in the English Super League, aren't mm. we? And we are now at grand final time. Over the weekend, uh, four-time, I believe, reigning champion St. Helens were down by Catalans, and we are happy about that here at the Sports Detention. Nothing yeah. against St. Helens. We love St. Helens, but... Alela Dragon. We spoke about the south of France and the stronghold, the place it holds in rugby league fans' mm. hearts. We love it. We love, love the it. the south of France. So, they've, um, so St. Helens' run of premierships comes to an end. Mm, comes and, to an end. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, Catalan through to the grand final. Go Catalan. Get behind them. And uh, the Wigan Warriors have absolutely trounced whole KR, mm. 42 to 12. Did you watch that game, did you, mate? No, I didn't watch I that game. I caught that one, yeah. Yep. It was, uh, Wigan came out of the blocks fast. Bevy and, French? Um, Bevan French played well, but, um, you know, he was he was involved in everything. It was the winger. I can't remember his name. I'll have to have to bring it up. But um, I know Bevan French has had a season over there. He's wearing the winger's jersey, but I think he's got a bit of a roving commission, often plays at fullback. Yeah, Bevan French eight. is usually at one when yeah. I, every time I've seen him play. But, um, yeah, it was uh, Marshall, mate. Oh, yes. Yes, Marshall was – he was having a field day. And a big shout-out to Abbas Miski on the other other wing. He was a – I think he played a bit of 20s at Parramatta. Oh, yes. But, um, yeah, I, I knew Abbas back in the day. Did you? When he was a young fella. Yeah, he was um, 17 and he probably hasn't changed since he was 17. You know, he's just a really well-built young man and, um, yeah, good fella. Good on you. Good on he's, you. Shout out. Shout out to Abbas Miski out there playing for the Wigan Warriors, one of the big clubs. So let's get around it on the weekend. Let's watch the uh, grand final, Catalans versus a Wigan. Uh, but the loss of St. Helens over the weekend brought to end one of the great Super League careers, mate. James Roby. Mm. Fan of James Roby? James Roby, yeah. He's a England, Great Britain stalwart, mate. He is. I'll go through some stats with you. 500... That's 551 first grade games for St. Helens. That's Cameron Smith, Beaver, Menzies-esque, that. It is. It's huge. Not to mention 38 uh, caps for England. Six-time premiership winner. That's a couple of pots. Yep, that's a couple of pots. Four-times Challenge Cup winner. Now, I love the Challenge Cup. Uh, you know, well, mate. I know there's too much football out here already, but I'd love the Challenge Cup. I'd love to see a version of it out here. Well, but you're, you're, you're sharing a room with someone who's played in the Challenge you Cup. You have, mate. You're a veteran of the Challenge well, Cup. Yeah. Yep. Well, didn't go far. We love the Challenge Cup, though, don't we, Gregor? It's, uh, well, in all seriousness, it's got a soft spot in your heart. I love it. I, yeah. You know, I love the idea of, you know, cup competitions, whether it be the FA Cup uh, in football, um, the Challenge Cup in rugby league. I, I would absolutely love to see something being wedged into the into the competition here, the domestic rugby league competition. Mm. Even if a man cutting down some rounds in the NRL and bringing in... I mean, you probably wouldn't even have to do that. It would probably be just readjusting... The ability for the likes of the Queensland Cup sides, the independent sides yep. who don't feed, to be able to play in it. I'd, yep. I'd love to see it happen. How good would it be? How good would it be? Uh, and he's a man of steel recipient. Uh, a recipient? I'll yep. let me try that again. And which, you know, for those who don't know, is the Dally M Award mm. out there. Man, I like the name of it. Man, of, man steel. of steel. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's cracker. And he's won two times World Cup 
challenge winner as well. So mm. that is a hell of a career by anyone's standard. Just right up there with the greats. Never made his way out to our shores. No. Uh, and I mean, he was definitely capable of it. Oh, he certainly was. So. I mean, to throw it back to your potty, if you've played 551 mm. first grade games, 38 internationals, you've won all that he's won, the game takes a bit out of you, doesn't it? You know, he started, I believe he came into grade when he was 17. 17. Just yeah. a kid. Just a kid. I've put together a little infographic for you, mate. Show me, mate. Have a look at what rugby league will do to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, for the listeners at home, I've put together a little infographic. It's a split image of James Roby. who's probably about two years into his career. And then James Roby in his most recent Super League Premiership win. And I tell you what, he has aged like a grape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the memories may have been kind, and thank God for that. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, James Roby, well done, mate. Uh, royalty here at the Sports Detention. Yeah. That being said, he might have, if, if he saw that, he might whip up a little um, infographic of myself when I'm 17 and myself now and goes, well, what's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. We, uh, we all look like shit. Don't worry about that. Oh, I'm pointing right. out the obvious. Yeah. All right, mate. Um, discussion points. So a couple of things that have stood out for me. Parramatta, you mm. know, you know, I never, never let a week go by without keeping up to date with my Parramatta news. And there's been a new signing, Manly, edge back rower. Uh, I was keen on this bloke a, about a year ago, but uh, the Manly snapped him up from the West Tigers after Papa Lee went to the Tigers. Yep. But Parramatta's been able to grab him. Uh, Kelma uh, Tuilangi. So quite a good player and uh, a hell of a... Um, Hell of an upside. So get in at Brad Arthur's system. He could be um he he could really establish himself as a solid first grader. But that's not what really I felt we need to discuss today, mate. Parramatta announced this last Thursday, should I mm. say? And so as they do, they outsource their um their tech stuff and they and they say, Look, we've signed this bloke, here's a picture of him. Can you take him together. from his yeah, Manly Kooten put a paramatic kit in and then post it on our mm. and we'll post it on our socials. Sure, Easy no does. Fantastic. You get AI to do that. And AI did it for them, or whatever company's running that show did it for them. Only problem is Parramatta did not send them a picture of former Manly second rower Kelma Tuilangi, they sent him a picture of current Manly second rower Olikawatu. Oh, yes. (laughs) So there is a picture of Olikawatu with Kalema Tuilangi's name underneath. (laughs) And Paramount fans are sitting there going, what is, who did we sign? That's Olikawatu. <laughs> That's all. So it took Parramatta fans about two minutes to Ooh. pick this up. Oh, and they, mate. Yeah, rugby league fans will pick it like a dirty nose. Oh. Like you're not getting away with shit. Look, you know, great signing. Really happy with it. Not Ooh. as good as Olikawatu, mind you, but it gets a handy signing nonetheless. That's good. But now, honestly, come on, Parramatta. Yeah. <laughs> So whoever's in charge there, you don't even know the bloke you signed. Or actually do it yourself. Do it yourself. Do it yourself. Do it like the sports detention does. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Um, Look, 
the only concerning thing I would see out of this is like, you know, should I be offended? Like, as a Parramatta fan, you're not offended that you get into a lungy. Really, no. eh? it's all good. You know, Olukwadu would be nice. Oh, I mean, yeah. they presented him yeah. in the photo. Oh, he's probably about 400000 less I per mean, season. The, f- the photo's as good as a contract. Yep. Pitch is worth <laughs> a thousand words, but no money. Would I be offended if I walked into my lounge room and saw Ryan Reynolds in my place in our wedding photos? <laughs> probably wouldn't care. <laughs> Yes, well, you know, I'm sure Olikawatu's let him know about it. Yeah, yep. well, I mean, I don't think Ryan Reynolds is as funny as I am. <laughs> no, well, he's, yeah. He's way better looking. My <laughs> wife might disagree. She yeah. might find him more funny than I am. I don't think so. No, well, he doesn't have any form, does he? No, I wouldn't be offended. Yep, but he's a, um, he's certainly... We're not having a go at you, Ryan. We know you're a big fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Well, I'm just saying that... Yep. If I looked a little bit more like you, yeah, it'd yeah. be okay. It'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Parramatta, oh. look, you know, it's not the crime of the century and probably, let's be honest, not the crime of the off-season. No, but, not really. But no. uh, Already, let alone what might happen. But um, just do better. Yeah. Do better. Um, speaking of Manly, mate, some more news coming out of Manly this week. Yeah, so uh, we all know Desi Hasler, Manly, great, played a lot of football there and has had a couple of long stints there coaching, won a couple mm. of premierships as a player and a couple of premierships as a coach. Unfortunately, it's turned very ugly. He's now suing the club or attempting to sue the club for wrongful dismissal when he was terminated from his last contract. Mm. Um, so... You know, when coaches get sacked, they usually get some sort of a payout. I'm guessing Desi wasn't happy with the payout that he got for that, mm. and so he's he's suing for the rest of the money for, for unfair dismissal. My question is, he's just signed on for the Titans, and he's going to be going up there to make changes at the Titans. Mm. His name over the next 12 months is going to be consistently licked back to Manly. Are you happy about this if you're the Titans, is this what the Titans need going in the next season? Oh, I think if you're, you know, if you're a Titans fan, um, or even if you're his employers now at the Titans, you're probably going, "Oh, we could do without it." Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would be pretty certain that Des is going to give this a wide berth. This isn't Des walking into the courtroom every day. This is Des just going, "This is my argument." Mm-hmm. This is where I stand on it. I'm going to go and coach the Titans now. Can you guys yep. deal with that? And, you know, you'll get your slice once it's all done. Yeah. You know, anticipating he's had, obviously had legal advice that has suggested that he's got an argument, a case. I'd say just let him do it. And, you know, is it really that juicy of a story? No, Unless the Titans are playing manly? Yeah, it, it's probably not that juicy a story. It's... Look, I think the Titans could be one of the big improvers going into next year. They've got a really, really exciting uh, back line, lots of talent, lots of really good players that probably won't make the squad. They've got a a nice, solid forward pack, a bit of age, a bit of experience, and they've got a a, a nice spine. I just don't know that you want... I think you're right. I think Des will give it a wide berth. You just don't want it creeping in a Titan's mind that it's not his full focus. Yeah, so I would suggest too, and I I think what you're getting at is that if they have a bad start to the season, it may look like it becomes a problem. Yep. You know, that's what you're not looking for. You're not looking for if Des 
improves the Titans as we expect or what we're predicting. Yep. You know, and I think I think he's a good signing for them as coach. I think he's what they need. Yep. A bit of, you know, a robust coach to come in. Um, however, if it starts to go bad, do we start to see this story pick up a bit of momentum? Yeah, it yeah. certainly will, but let's um yeah. Let's hope it doesn't for the Titans fans. But yeah, we don't really care. Mm, no, not at all. <laughs> Give us something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. So um, we spoke last week about Latrell Mitchell, and we spoke about mm. Latrell Mitchell playing in the playing uh, in the Curry knockout, and uh, he missing the World Cup with his um, uh, finger injury. And it, there's been a lot of media outlets who's been reporting reporting on this. And Latrell came out on his Instagram page and, and made a, a statement about this, and he has said. I play for my country because I love it. It's not my time to put the jersey on this year. It's for someone that deserves the crack. I will be back. Curry Knockout was to simply give back to so many that deserve it. I love my culture and my people. Don't get it twisted. I applaud this. Latrell getting out on the front foot and saying that and clearing the air, I reckon that just stops that story dead in its tracks. That's right. And it's what we alluded to last week. I exactly. know I mentioned it's, you know, just because he's knocked back to play for Australia doesn't mean he hasn't got something in, you know, whether it be surgery or a, mm. a rehab in the framework and said, you know, see us let release me to play the knockout. Once yep. it's done, I'll get it get it happening. So yep. Yep, well done, Latrell. Fantastic on the front foot. Um Really well said, really well written, very articulate. Latrell when he when, when he speaks and when he speaks uh, when he speaks passionately about either his culture or his um, family or, or, or his football. And I think you know, it's taking a leaf out of this one, you don't want to be doing it week in week out, especially if you're someone who's constantly targeted by the media or by you know the greater opinion of fan. But it does show the effectiveness of a statement like that as well for players. Like yep. you, you just come out on the front foot, no bullshit. This is what it is. You know, some are going to hate it, some are going to love it. Move on. Yep. Yeah. Let's, yep. And we all have. All uh, right, mate. So, um, speaking of the knockout, though, yeah. Mate, so the the next point we've got to you know have a look at is obviously Josh Adokar, the Fox. Yep. And I'll be the first one to say I love the Fox in terms of as a footballer, he's an absolute joy, joy to watch. I would be the first person to say, and I love the fights. I love you know combat sports, but what I did not love is what I saw last week at the knockout. Yep. You know. The way that that went down, you know, that's, you know, let's call it what it is. It was a criminal, not on Josh Adokar's part, I don't believe. No. You know, I think there's something to answer for there in terms of the two players facing up against each other and mutually engaging in combat. But what the other player... not sure of the name of them, did by coming in and king hitting that bloke in that melee was that's criminal, Mm. you know. So the fact that Josh Adokar has now, you know, and the way he carried on, you know, posting on social media about it, saying, oh, you get knocked out at the knockout and all that sort of stuff, like, come on, come on. Yeah. Like, it's it's so poor. Yeah, And, you know, the fact of the matter is the act, not from Josh Adokar, Yep. But the act of the person who came to defend him or, you know, 
became involved was a criminal act. It was a coward punch. Yeah. Let's not, you know, let's call if it what it is. If it happened outside a football match, there'd be serious legal Absolutely. So yeah. the fact that Josh Adokar's found himself in that situation, he's got himself a ban... He's, I don't think he'll be called back into the Australian squad. It no. doesn't appear that way. I don't think so. Um, you know, come on. Yeah. Like, and and for the Curry knockout, like we spoke about it last week, it is such a good yeah competition, it's and it's it's an opportunity there. And I think for I don't know, you know, maybe the organisers of the Curry knockout and the people who are involved in it and playing it just aren't interested in becoming what I you know as somebody who's an observer of football thinks it can become. Yeah. I think it can be something that's great. Yeah. They might not want it that way, but, you know, you can't have that if you want it to be great. Yeah. I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. Mm, but um, also, too, a bit of sad news out of that Curry knockout is obviously yeah. we've got the news over the weekend that uh, South Sydney legend and an absolute gem of a footballer, Nathan Merritt, has, um, you know, reports are suggesting at the moment, I haven't seen any further news on this today, however, that he has been found unresponsive in his home. Um, there's plenty of speculation going about his current state and the whatnot, but it, it um, you know, I think we could leave it there and just say, you know, what a player, sad news, and we hope and pray that, you know, he recovers from it. Yeah, I, I, I read the same thing Um and you know, thoughts and prayers are with Nathan Merritt and his and his family during this time. We won't speculate over mm. over his health at the moment, but uh, other than what you just mentioned before, but we hope to hear some very good news soon. I'll just touch on what sort of a player he was um, mm. when he was playing in the NRL for so many years for South Sydney. He was the top try scorer in the competition two years. I think he was the top try scorer in the competition more than two years, but two years when they came dead last. Yeah. On the wing. On the wing. Yeah. His ability to be able to – he was incredibly incredibly fast as a footballer, mm. and this is when he's playing for South Sydney, and he just had an instinct yeah. on the field that just made him, when he was playing NRL, look like he was – I mean, he was incredibly quick, but looked like he was – you know, five metres quicker than anyone else on the field. And you think about, like, a player like Nathan Merritt. I mean, he got his origin jersey. He did, yeah. It was a poor, I think, a poor time in New New South Wales's yeah. origin history for him to get his jersey because it was a well-deserved jersey. Oh, many years coming. But it, and you think about that too, like, other players similar, like Nathan Blacklock, Nathan Merritt, like, they're just these players who have just been given a jersey and you're just like... As a fan, you just wanted to see so much more from them in a representative arena. Yeah. And, um, you know, just weren't able to get it, you know, yeah. as a fan. So, you know, and that can be due to selections. You know, they, there were players who were just that step ahead of them at the time and whatnot. Um, yep. But, yeah, just special players yeah. and entertainers. Someone like Hazamel Mashri mm. was, um, for many years, he just seemed like he was very, very close. Did end up getting that jersey as well, I believe, for New South Wales. Yeah, played for Australia. Too, played for Australia, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so um, all the best, Nathan Merritt, and, and um, to his family as well. Mm. So speaking of uh, international football, mate. Yeah, the Kangaroos versus Samoa. Yeah, the Pacific Championship kicks off this weekend. Yep. Um, two games this weekend. So as you said, the Kangaroos versus Samoa, and then got the, the PNG Kumuls versus Cook Islands now. Something that um, has got me just 
a little bit concerned is I'm just running through the team lists and the squad lists leading into the match. And um, the Cook Islands, and this is via NRL.com, squad TBC, to be confirmed. They play on Sunday, Potty. They play on Sunday. (laughs) So they haven't named the squad. How's training going? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, surely... Are they still making phone calls? I don't know. I... I'll try not to be hypercritical because I know this Pacific Championship was pretty much just bung together. It was. Yeah. So is that – and, you know, it's all good for Australia because, yeah. you know, people want to play for the Kangaroos. They're rewarded financially for playing for the Kangaroos. But you've got to think, you know, to play for the Cook Islands, like, you know, you're, you're taking blokes away from work. You're yeah. taking – you're like – and there's good players who play for the Cook Islands. Yeah. Um, you know, and – Makatezi Makatoa, for instance, who played yeah. a fair bit of first grade. Old friend of mine, Jeff Daniella, who's still yeah. running around. He's an older footballer. Yep. Loves playing for the Cook Islands. You can see it when he plays. Yep. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, they're people who are holding down jobs, you know. Yeah. Great footballers, but they're, you know, you can't expect them to be able to just quickly put together a squad. You prob- and the, yeah, you probably can't and ring the logistics up of it. Jeff down the yellow at the beginning of August and say, hey, mate, do you, can you take six weeks off in on? Got to pay the mortgage. Got to like, work. Yeah, yeah, got to work. So it's um yeah, but I I mean I hope it's you know I hope they can put together a good squad because you know the mm. sides like the Kumuls, Cook Islands, Samoa, you know disappointed obviously Tonga aren't playing, but um you know to get those teams together, mm. um you know I think it's just going to grow the game in those Pacific regions, which is so important. We've been talking about it for so long. Yeah, it really needs to happen, and it needs to be done. It needs to be better planned i wonder if like i I have to think without having done much research on it greg i'd have to think that it was um delayed because of the um negotiations that were going on between yeah the rlpa yeah yeah, the rlpa and the nrl Mm. so you know maybe it would have been better to put it off a year and make sure you get it done right but you know i won't be too critical until we see the tournament no, I, know, I mean, when we're sitting down with a cold one watching some footy on the weekend, we'll probably go, oh, this is great. This is a bloody good idea. <laughs> oh, very good, mate. So that's it from the footy. I Jeez, think we got a lot else. of footy in there yeah, considering there was mate. no footy. <laughs> There's always something to talk about in the world of rugby league. No, of course, of course. Mate, should we get into the stream of the week? Stream of the week, mate. What do we got this week, mate? So we decided that we were going to have a look at, and you sent this uh message to me what you could not make anymore as a film yeah so films that we grew up loving Mm. or tv shows that we grew up loving that for certain reasons that you were no you would no longer be able to continue to make so uh we both had a couple of ideas here the first one i had was something that might um be a little bit of a surprise to some people how I Met Your Mother. You familiar with mm. How I Met Your Mother, mate? Yeah, I, I was never an all-in watcher of How I Met Your Mother, but I'm a familiar of the concept. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, very popular TV show. Sort of came out just after Friends, and I guess for lack of a better term, took Friends' role mm. as the, the big number one US uh, sitcom going at the time. And um, essentially, Barney, who was a character in the show, played by Neil Patrick Harris, yep. was a notorious 
womanizer. So mm. uh, was never in a long-term relationship. So he plays that role in real life as well, does he? Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Neil Patrick has it, Harris does not play that role in Actually, So Neil Patrick Harris, I'm familiar with Neil Patrick yeah. Harris. The One of the greatest videos for the listeners to watch is, um, you know how obviously uh, Premier League sides will go and do their pre-season tour? Yep. So he is, and he must be with like a nephew or someone, you know, related to it looks like a family member a young younger child and um they're watching manchester city play yeah and he put out a social media post saying go man united like thinking <laughs> that they were playing it's so good so oh. yeah check that out it's i mean it's, you won't find it won't be hard to find on youtube another interesting point on neil patrick harris and now disclaimer i haven't read it but he maybe could be as many as 10 years ago now, wrote an autobiography completely in second person. Oh, really? So apparently it's an interesting read from that point of view, but I think it would be hard to read more than two pages at once. Some would say that that's a concern. (laughs) Anyway, so as I said, disclaimer, I haven't read it. Yeah. But, and this is not my scream of the week. (laughs) Anyway, going back to how I met your mother. So uh, Barney, um, you know, never held down a long-term relationship and was kind of the running joke that he was, you know, basically spent his entire life chasing different women. He actually had a playbook where he did different plays, if you will, like a playbook from, you know, NFL, where he would try and, that he would use to try and um, manipulate women into having sex with him. So, like, he would call them like... Sounds like a commitment. Yeah, the astronaut or the... Where he'd show up as an astronaut and he'd pretend that he was... Um, you know, flying in outer space to save the world the next day or something like that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I can see the problem here. Yeah, so you can <laughs> see the problem. Like, the, the stories that he's telling are completely false and yeah. he's, he's using these stories to manipulate young women into um, forming a relationship with him in a short-term relationship. You can't... I can't see in today's world you'd be mm, able to have a yeah, character who does that's that. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, How I Met Your Mother... Um, could show, but I imagine that character, if it's made today, is changed. So, like I said, I've hard, I've probably only watched a handful of episodes, if that, not even a handful. And I it probably wasn't until I'd known about the name of the show, but it wasn't until afterward I went, oh, this is actually, it's sort of looking back and it's telling a story of, which is, it's recalling past Yep. events yeah, in yeah. the episode yeah and i never got it i never clicked on that and then uh, i think it was one of the episodes I was like, oh okay that's why i get it's called how i met your mother yeah so yeah. it's um um basically narrated by mm. um i think it's bob Sagan. um uh, i don't know yeah was he full house yep yep uh, who passed away recently yep. a couple bob of years Sagan. ago yeah he was the father uh, in future years, who was telling the kids the story of how he met, oh, okay. um, how he how he met their mother. So it was just this, you know, ten year story. <laughs> anyway, all right, um, yeah, and a couple of other movies. I, I rewatched the first scary movie the other day. Oh yes. So scary movie basically. Again, for lack of a better term, a piss take of all scary movies. Yeah. They brought together Scream and um, I Know What You Did Last Summer and popular yeah. movie. This was made in about the year 2000. But some of the things... With the Waynes did, Brothers in yeah, it. The yeah, the Waynes Brothers. So good. Famous for, for white chicks. Yeah. Um, so it was... Um, but some of the things they, they go into is just absolutely... Um, 
you can't do it anymore. Like, yeah. So remember the like I think is it the opening scene where he rings, and she's putting popcorn in the microwave. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, you know, with the scary voice, and she farts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, "What was that?" And she goes, "Oh, I farted." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're actually really funny movies. But there are elements in there that I can't even really describe because they're that bad. But there are elements in there where you're like, ooh, you can't do that. Now, I didn't go back and watch these over the weekend. I only watched the first two. But then in about uh, the third installment, there's six or seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is how bad it got. They got Charlie Sheen in. And and Shaq was in (laughs) one as well. Shaq was in one. Now, are you also to somewhat suggesting that maybe Max King's wedding night was similar to one of the scenes. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen it, well. you don't need... <laughs> oh, what else you got, mate? Well, mate, um, I thought that would be a good um, opportunity with the scary movies. You've got one on there related to the Waynes Brothers, as I just alluded to. Mate, I had White Chicks. Yep. White Chicks is good. Yep. So, obviously, uh, Whiteface. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do Whiteface. No. So. Um, no, I think the big one for Terry me... Cruz. And what really... I uh, got it on uh, my me onto the idea was Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, Ace Ventura! Like how the good laces were in. Yeah. They were in. How good was like, and it was really just like the final scene, like when they find out that Finkel is Einhorn, oh. and they'd all made out with Einhorn, yeah. and they start vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't do that anymore. And Ironhorn, if you turn Ironhorn around, you'll see she's got the worst case of hemorrhoids ever. <laughs> and she's got the helmet and the spuds out the back. So you can't do it, Greg, but was it funny? It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Yeah, I would say you can do it. <laughs> I'm um, looking for Ray Finkel. And a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> Mate, obviously too, Tropic Thunder, Kirk Tropic Lazarus. Thunder, yeah, can't, you can't do, do that. Can't, can't do blackface. The greatest scene is, um, what's his name? The um, the fellow who plays the rapper. Um, and Jack Black's obviously, oh, yeah. he's, he's addicted to heroin and they've got him tied to the tree and they won't let him go. Yeah. <laughs> and the scene where he offers... All sorts of favours for him to untie him oh, is so good. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's obviously playing this rapper character and um, he's obviously got all the women and then they find out that he likes men. <laughs> and it was so good. Such a good scene. But, yes, obviously with uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing a black actor in it, you're probably yep. not going to get away with that these days. Um, rush Hour, Asian oh, Stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot do that. Chris, it's so Chris good. Tucker Chris and Jackie Tucker, Chan. Jackie Chan. What great movies, though. Like. Absolute crackers. But just um, – and you forget about – Every now and again, I'll put on a good 90s action film with something like that, Rush Hour. Yeah. Like, oh, this was a cracking film. And halfway through, I'm like, yeah, you couldn't do this. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do this now. Um, also, too, mate, you'd go even as far as, like, Home Alone. Someone would get upset about neglect. I was like, watching this because yeah. Home Alone is um, myself and my wife's Christmas um, yeah. Tra- you watch it every year at Christmas, the first two. I'm um, National Lampoons, mate. Yeah, Holiday don't mind. vacation. You probably couldn't make that either. But, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Home Alone, it, it, the last few years, probably since we've had kids, you're like, 
arrest these people. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. What is going uh, on there? And and a funny one. I know you. I know you were sort of uh, tossing up. You know Mel Brooks. I oh, had one yeah. of the Mel Brooks. So Blazing Saddles is obviously an or one that. You know, we can't even go there. You can't talk about it. <laughs> but also to um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, like yeah. Dave Chappelle's role in that, like, <laughs> it is so good. Like, it's just so funny. I was watching it the other day and Dave Chappelle with the Reebok pumps and it's obviously played out like it's a medieval movie. Oh. The funniest part, I didn't – and there were so many things that I was watching. It, it was funny when I was a kid and I used to watch it. But then watching um, like it as an adult and you pick up on the little things that you go, oh, I didn't even realise that. It's like when Blinken, who's the blind assistant, was <laughs> sitting on the toilet and he was reading a Braille Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you just can't do oh, You can't do it. It's yeah. so good. Uh, just come to me, Dan. I wonder if you went back and... Watched some of those first few seasons of The Simpsons stuff oh, that, yeah, stuff that yeah. like we grew up on and thought was hilarious. I wonder if you'd watch them if you go, oh, oh, did we miss that one? And we missed that, that one. That went through to the keeper, but uh, yeah, so some crackers there. Um, look, Potty, we've we've labelled and titled this stream of the week as what you couldn't make anymore, but I'm going to throw it out there. As far as I'm concerned, you can make them all. There should be more of it. <laughs> oh, Hilarious. God. I've got an appetite to go and watch some of them again. You can't make them. <laughs> and we do not condone them here at the sports detention, but God, they're funny. Oh, very good, mate. Well, should we get into the integrity report? Let's mate? do it. Integrity. Rightio, Potty, we've got some integrity issues. Talk to me about what's integral, mate. You brought this one to the table. It's something that needs to be discussed. Look, this one is, it's not out of the, you know, the famous playbook or mm. the, you know, the playbook of, of uh, you know, popular society, but it's something that uh, I saw the other day which I think needs to be discussed on this podcast forum. Um, now, the other day we happened to bump into each other at the uh, at the beach, yep. at the cafe, um, you know, obviously take the kids for a dip and we had dropped the kids off, so yep. we were having a good day <laughs> without them. Um, however, um, yeah, we had a bit of a chin wag and then... Um, but after you'd left, uh, my wife and I, we'd finished up with our wonderful breakfast and, and coffees and the like, and we started leaving. And, you know, restaurants and the complaints that people have about restaurants, you know, have you had much experience around that? Or, like, have you seen any sort of just absolute clangers where you're just like, I've got to get out of here? Yeah, so <laughs> a couple of years ago at a restaurant... Uh, I was getting some takeaways. It, it was it was a burger place. I won't name the burger yeah. place, even though it was credible burgers. And anyway, I've um, lined up really long queue, um, ordered, and they said it was going to be an hour wait. Oh, that's all right. The place served beers, so I sat there and had a couple Happy of beers. Days. Anyway, someone came in about half an hour after me and then ordered, went and sat down, and then or uh, 45 minutes after me, and then... An, and my order is clearly getting prepared, just about to be handed out. And they've been dead set sitting there for about five minutes and they get up and they take it. <laughs> they just take <laughs> whatever comes. And so they sat down and opened it up and started eating it. 
Didn't wait for the name to be called, just did it. And then they went up and complained about it being the wrong food. <laughs> <laughs> of course oh, it's the wrong food. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> but what about, what about you, mate? Mate, well, what happened? And, and look, I, I don't want to feel as though I'm sort of being over-observant on, you know, our senior citizens. Mm. Um, however, we're at the, at the cafe and um, obviously one of the popular, you know, meals around that brunch time is the sourdough. Yeah, sourdough, a bit of eggs. How good is it? Poached eggs for me. Now, what's the unique thing about sourdough, Potty? When you cut into it, generally there might be some blemishes to the bread. It doesn't hold together like a, you know, just like a regular regular bit of bread. No tip top. So we were leaving the cafe and all I could do is overhear this lady saying to the young girl who was going around collecting the plates... I was a bit disappointed because I wanted a bit more bread around my hole. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know me. As soon as I heard I was just after a bit of more bread around my hole, I was like, what? Yeah, what? So anyway... She's obviously complained about the size of the hole in her sourdough. (laughs) And... Then proceeded to, you know, make this young girl feel really bad about it. And, you know, and she's just like, oh, I'm really sorry. And (laughs) I was just like, what more can you do? Like, what? Are you just not going to make people happy sometimes? Oh, you can't. You can't make people happy sometimes. That's, yeah, Mm. that's that's a shocker. I want a bit more bread around my hole. I want a bit more bread. Could you (laughs) fill in this hole? (laughs) But anyway, and it was, you know, for me, I was My bread's a bit too crunchy. (laughs) I was just like, yeah, what? Yeah, what? But anyway, so, um, you know, restaurants being in the game, it's it's a bit of a rough game if you get it wrong. You know, I can understand your steak being undercooked or, you know, your chicken, you know. Uh, complaining about not enough bread around your hole. <laughs> oh, you held it together, mate. Oh, mate. But anyway, um, you know, so cafe owners out there listening to the podcast, anybody in the uh, in the culinary game, stuff those holes with bread, would you? <laughs> <laughs> We've got your back here at the sports detention. Oh, mate. Unbelievable. Those are all things integral, mate. That's it. Should we do all sport? Let's do all sport. Mate, fight game. What's happening? Mate, um, yeah, so it was a USC fight night. It was at the Apex Centre over the weekend. I, I spoke briefly about it last uh, last episode. Uh, so Grant Dawson versus Bobby Green. Um, it was a pretty good fight. Did you catch it, mate? I, I wouldn't have expected you to jump out of your skin to watch it. Sorry, um, mate, I didn't catch those ones. I've been making a big effort to see the big fights, but yeah, m- m- missed that one. Well, this one, I mean, you, it wasn't going to knock your hair back. Yep. Uh, Definitely not in my case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Grant Dawson was obviously Grant Dawson and uh, Carolina Cowell Kaywich were the only uh, two ranked fighters on the whole card. So yep. I, I'd, I'd mentioned that last week, but um, there were some really good fights. Um, like I said, it always is the case when you've got those um, sort of cards that don't feel as though they're going to be heavy hitters. All it is is a couple of good fights, mm. um, whether it be quick finishes, slick submissions, you know, and and it can uh, can get you going. But um, Bobby Green defeated Green Dawson KO round one in the main event. Um, so it was a straight left from Bobby Green, and he, he was standing. In, he's an orthodox fighter. He was standing in the southpaw, and um, you know Grant Dawson was coming in. He was on a pretty good run, but Bobby Green is just that. You know, just that real slick fighter, hands down, doesn't give a shit. And it was fun to watch. Um, you know, so obviously he's throwing his jab hand, but from the power position on the back foot. So yep. it comes really quick and it's just hit Grant Dawson, dropped him, he's finished the job. It was it was pretty pretty good and pretty fun to watch. Um and, you know, Credit Dawson, he's you know, you know, you're not expecting that with an unorthodox fighter like Bobby Green. Yeah. And to get caught you know, that quick, you can see how it would happen, but you'd be disappointed. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, Bobby Green, he's a crowd favourite. You know, he's someone who's always going to out to entertain. So, um, yeah, if you ever see Bobby Green popping up on the cards, mate, give and him for a the watch. listeners at home, yeah, give him a watch. Bobby Green's a classic. Um, obviously, Carolina Cavalcavitz, um, she beat uh, Diana Belbita. So that was uh, 30-27, unanimous decision. It was on straight sets for, for Cavalcavitz. She goes to four fights in a row now. Yep. Um, she was obviously an ex-title challenger. Good run. Um, back in, I think she fought Joanna Young-Jacek back in the day. Does that get her back in the picture? Um, I think she's probably on her last run. Yep. I don't think she... I, I, I struggle to see how she can compete at that title level again. She's she's obviously... I think she's 37. Mm. Um, you know, she's had a great career. But, um, you know, to go four in a row, she was on a five-fight skid before that. Yep. So to get four in a row was... You know, it was great for her. Um, there was some, obviously, she highlighted some challenges post-fight that she'd had with her family, just a, a couple of, um, yeah, unfortunate circumstances. So it was good for her to get the victory, go and have a break. And, yeah, maybe I would say this is probably her her last title run. She'll have a, have a run at the belt, but, um, yeah, whether she gets there, I'm not too sure. It would be interesting to see, you know, who comes up next for Carolina. Mm. Um, Drew Dober, that was a good fight against Ricky Glenn, KO. Um, Joaquin Buckley uh, defeated Alex Morono via unanimous decision. That was a pretty good fight. Morono's really, he's got really good fundamentals. Um, Buckley just is, you know, heavier hitter, um, you know, just that little bit faster than Morono. Yep. Um, and also, too, Joe Pfeiffer, um, he finished Al Hassan via arm triangles, pretty slick. So, a good submission on the card as well. So yeah, some pretty so good fights. All boxes for you, mate, without being an absolute. Yeah, so wonk. I mean, if you've got nothing to do this week, jump on KO, throw it on the replay. It's worth it's worth a watch, and yep. you can obviously just jump through and, and watch the fights. You don't have to do all the ads and all that. So, yeah, it's worth a go. But uh, not the only fighting in town over the weekend, mate. Mate, the battle on the reef mm. that was uh, that was pretty good. I actually didn't watch the battle on the reef. I, I obviously caught a fair few of the highlights, and I was watching the card. Um, as we went through it. But um, obviously, you know, some big footy names on there. I've spoken many a times before about how 
I enjoy the concept of these footy players getting in um, and sort of doing this in the off-season, you know, promoting some good fighters in the boxing, you know, a bit of cross-promotion. Yep. Um, yeah, I love it. I mean, we spoke about it early in the podcast where we talked about the issues that certain players have had, whether it be Valentine Holmes, whether mm. it be, you know, players getting into trouble and the like. You know, if you're Brad Arthur... And Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard go up to you and go, well, as soon as the season's over, we're going to go into a six-week fight camp. You're stoked. Yeah. You're going, go and keep yourselves busy, boys. Get fit, enjoy, have at it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for um, Jared Wallace, who fought Nelson Asafa Solomona. Big Nels, big he ass. apparently, and this is quoting... In, I believe the Courier Mail, Jared Wallace told Wayne Bennett that he's going to fight Nelson Asafa Solomon, and he said he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, it, and if you saw the uppercut that Nelson the uppercut, hit yeah. him with, he, I mean, he did not miss him. He had a point, Wayne. Yeah, he yeah, had a he point. He had a point. He had a point. So the fight card run down. Obviously, the the top of the billing, Austin Akuoso versus Filomona Navila Jr. That was a KO win for Akuoso. Jermaine Pangai. Um, oh, sorry, I'm going from the bottom to the top here. My apologies. He beat, um, oh, I'd say, Napote uh, Dawadawa uh, KO. Justin Hodges defeated Matt Cooper via decision. Yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah. I thought Matt Cooper had a fair bit of um. Was, was he not in the um, uh, the cage fighting arena yeah, for I, a little I bit? I don't think he competed. Yeah, okay. So, so I th- I feel as though that this one was possibly Justin Hodges has had some ring time. He has had some ring know? time. So, He's had a few fights now. So it was really no surprise to me. Okay. I, I felt as though yeah, it makes sense. Justin Hodges has had the ring time. Maybe five six years ago, if Matt Cooper did it, yeah. you would you'd probably have a bit more. Yeah, a bit more faith in him, but um, yeah, it's good for him to get in there and yeah, have a bit of a hit out. Junior Paulo defeated Ben Hannett, KO. It was a big yeah, that got, was a, got him as well. Yeah, could have could have probably finished that one a bit earlier. So uh, both those have a bit of ring time as well, but Junior's probably a little bit more more seasoned. He he was yeah. in there with Gal, I think, a few years ago, and yeah. gave Gal a bit of a run. And Gal's got some chops. And Benny Benny Hannett, I would say, is you know he's probably more tough, too tough for his own good. You know, yeah, he's yeah. A really, you know, just a Obviously, a hard probably the story of his career, yeah, wasn't he? He was just, just tough as nails, yeah. And he's he's a goer, he is. Um, and obviously, Big Nels defeated Jared Wallace, Tavita Pangai Jr. This is obviously going into him, uh, morphing into his pro boxing career. Defeated Frank Amato, yeah, he certainly got on the mic a little bit, didn't he? As yeah. he was on, I mean, know. that's what he's gonna have to do, he's gonna have to drum up some, um, drum up some, uh, some momentum, a exactly, bit of, exactly, yeah, yeah, a bit of popularity, but also, too, you know, at the end of the day. You know he's going to have to get fights. He's going to have to get plenty of fights and get busy yep. just so he can he can build up that skill set. Um, Reg Hebert defeated Jason Talalolo yep. for by via split decision. Yep. Um, obviously, I didn't I didn't watch the fight to um, to get a good idea on what that decision looked like. Um, but also, and the final one was uh, Paul Akuoso defeating Gabriel Omar Diaz via decision. Yep. So, um, yeah, a good fight card, a bit of fun. And it's um, like I said, it's great to see the the uh, league players getting out there and, and you know, keeping busy during the off-season. Yep. Yeah. Um, another thing just in boxing before we go, mate, um, Showtime stepping away from boxing. So big, 
broadcaster showtime. Yep. HBO's recently left. I believe it was about four or five years ago. HBO yeah, yep. stepped back from boxing. Showtime's now stepping back. You know, it's an interesting time for boxing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, the, the power appears at this point in time to be so heavy into the boxer's hands that these promoters, Showtime, who would regularly put on fights to promote boxers, get them through, build them up, and then make the big money on the back of them, they're just not in it anymore. Yep. You know, so it'd be interesting to see where, you know, boxing at grassroots goes yeah. from here. You know, um, obviously... The Paul brothers are setting a standard. Tyson Fury, the big hitters, um, they're not going to have an issue in drumming up support and putting on their own productions through their promotions and the like and then auctioning off those television rights to the, to the highest bidder. Canelo, another example of that. But, um, yeah, obviously not having those fight night cards similar to, like, the Battle on the Reef that Fox Sports puts on. It's going to be interesting to where that grassroots boxing gets that build up, where these fighters get their reps in and, and get that exposure on a, on a grand scheme. Because, you know, the, the undercards on these big fights, you know, they're, they're not jam-packed like a no. UFC yeah. would be. So it'll be interesting. But also, too, boxing being in that interesting space because they've got some real competition. You've got a, a juggernaut, which is the WWE and the UFC, who are teamed together now. Yeah, that's right. You know, so it would be really interesting and one to keep an eye out for for fight fans is just, you know, that transition in boxing with those big broadcasters seemingly moving away from the space and leaving up to the independent promotions to, you know, to draw them in and auctioning off those television rights to them. So, yeah, yeah for the it's all well and good if you're at the, the tip of the spear, you know, you're always going to make money and you're always going to have those, those big... Uh, sort of um, broadcasters coming in to, to you know... But if you're at the bottom fight, trying to climb your way up, it might all of a sudden become a bit harder. Yeah, you're probably not going to get the shows or you know, you're going to be battling to getting on the good shows yeah. and getting the good fights. So, yeah. Yeah. All good, mate. Man, um, uh, moving on from the uh, boxing game, a bit of um, motorsport over the weekend and uh, we'll start with the F1. Mate. So uh, And uh, Max Verstappen took out the guitar. Um, F1, uh, well done, but... Who got second on the podium, mate? Your, Piastri. Your man, Piastri. Oh, that's a couple in a row, isn't it? Or a couple, two out of I three. I told you, I told you it was coming, mate. Yep. I told you it was coming. Um, what caught my eye with the F one though was uh, Hamilton, and Georgie Russell. Yep. Well, a bit of bit of problems there at Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hamilton did accept that it was his fault, though. Yep. At the end, of the, I mean, they blewed, but yep. yeah, he I got mean, he, he, he took it. On the chin, he did, he did. And uh, the other thing that caught my eye, mate, is um, you know, you remember our predictions episode? Who mm. did we say? Piastri and Lando Chuck Norris. Chuck and Norris. Lando Chuck Norris is right up there now. He's got himself another podium, third. Mm. Look at that. Mate, I'll tell you what, you can thank us. We can end them, but we can pick them. Yep, that's <laughs> right. That's pick, picked, picked. And uh, obviously the crown in the jewel that is Australian motorsport. Yeah, you got to love Bathurst. Yeah, Bathurst. It's, so it's, it, the, it's the one race I'll watch a year of the supercars. I, I generally yeah, give it a wide berth. I, I struggle with the time, but Bathurst, I'm in. Yeah, Bathurst. I usually give it a little bit of a watch too. And uh, do you want to take us through the results, mate? Yeah, so um, Shane Van Gisbergen and Richie Stanaway got uh, got first, and Brody uh, Kostecki and David Russell teamed up to come second, and Anton Deke Pasquale and Tony D'Alberto 
getting third on the podium. Now, you know exactly who came first. I do you, know Paul? who came first. I do and, know. And that'll come up in the multi. It certainly will. It certainly um, will come up in the multi. You couldn't believe it when I picked up that one. Oh, mate. But <laughs> I was actually, the interesting thing is I worked out pretty quick that four-year-olds don't understand endurance motorsports, mate, because I sat down on the lounge with my son and I think there was about 16 laps to go. He sits down he goes, oh, motorsport. Oh, he goes, oh, the car's. And I said, yep, 16 laps to go. And about three seconds later, he goes, how many laps now, Dad? And another three seconds. How many laps now, Dad? And I went, still 16, mate. Still 16. Still 16. They're not that quick. <laughs> <laughs> they are doing 300 Ks in the hour down the straight. Yeah. <sighs> you know, that, imagine being in that car. Yeah. I And shout out to KO Sports Coverage. So they had the different cams. So they had yeah, the, yeah. the Mustang cam, the Camaro cam. They had the Dipper cam, so where you could just watch the Dipper all day. Yeah, right. And the Heli cam as well. So imagine, like, obviously we haven't got the Ford Holden thing like they used to, but, I mean, the old rev heads would have frothed over having the Holden cam or the Ford cam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also to a special mention to Garth Tander, who teamed up with David Reynolds to take fifth. Garth. Garth, 47 years old. Yeah, good on you. 47 years young. Yeah. And I, um, I mean, do you reckon he gets, you know, do you reckon he's insured by Apia? He could be. (laughs) 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 Oh, I tell you Uh, what, you know, he's like, I'm about the same as you. You don't really watch much motorsport, but give, uh, in Australia, but give uh, Bathurst a good run. And I know Garth. Yes. That's, uh, that tells you all you need to know. Mate, another huge weekend with the NFL. Yeah, what did we get, mate? What are the results? The Bears beat the Commies 40-20. to 20. Uh, The Jaguars beat uh, the Bills 25-25. to 25. <laughs> I'll let you talk about that yeah. later, mate. Uh, the Colts beat the Titans 23-16. to 16. The Falcons uh, in a close one over the Texans 21-19. The Lions... Soldier on forty two to twenty four over the Panthers. The Ravens are uh, lost to the Steelers seventeen uh, sixteen. The Saints thirty four blot against the Patriots. They're certainly a bit of a cry from their their glory days. Uh, the Dolphins thirty one to sixteen over um, the Giants. Uh, the Eagles twenty three to fourteen over the Rams. They remain undefeated, I believe. the The Bengals are thirty four to uh, twenty over the Cardinals. The Jets thirty one to twenty one over the Broncos. Uh, the Chiefs twenty seven to twenty over the Vikings. The Forty Niners forty two to ten over the Cowboys. Also remaining undefeated, I believe, at this point. And we've got the Packers versus the Raiders on a Monday night That's football. That's the Monday night football game. What was your match, mate? So, mate, I was particularly interested to have a look at the Ravens, uh, Ravens versus Steelers. This is, you know, a divisional um, So, matchup. for those who aren't in the know, these two teams hate each other. With an absolute yeah. passion. Good friend of mine used to work with, I mentioned him last week on the show, loves the Ravens and he'd always pencil in when they were playing the Steelers. Yeah. Notoriously a huge match. When I think of the Ravens, Versus the Steelers, I'm thinking about, you know, 
Joe Flacco versus Big Ben, and, and mm. who's who's going to get who's going to get the glory? You know, over the last twenty years, the Steelers won a couple of Super Bowls. Joe Flacco's and the Ravens 10, 12 years ago won a Super Bowl as well, didn't they? So very successful teams, and it's always a big match. They're they're in the same division. They play each other twice each year. Mm. Um, this wasn't one of those cracking matches, mate. No, well, I mean, I looked at the Steelers. Mm. Because the Steelers were not fair. Like, I mean, they were paying maybe three bucks. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Rank outsiders. Yeah. So, and I looked at them and went, this is a grudge match. This yeah. is anyone's game. That's right. And then I went away from them. Yeah. Should have done it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll get to where you yeah, went. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you went for a sure thing. So, yeah, throw that away. Um, so, by all accounts, and, and um, obviously we were at work when this was going on, so I didn't get to watch the entire match, but I watched the highlights this afternoon, read a couple of articles about it. It was a very dour affair. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I watched <laughs> it all. Watched the whole lot. <laughs> um, the, yeah, it was, it was a pretty dour affair, but it was the Ravens to be had going into the last quarter. It was uh, They were up 10-3, and the... Um, the Steelers 14 blot in the last quarter, but essentially they did nothing until there was about four and a half minutes left on the clock before they got a field goal, finally got a touchdown and then, and then another, another field goal. But it was just like, there was some good D out there. There was some good defense, but it it failed to live up to the classic, the expectations of um, what, these two great fans of these two franchises might have come to expect. But at the end mm. of the day, with a minute still left on the clock, it was exciting. It was yeah. still anyone's game. Uh, so that moves both those um, teams to uh, three and two. So a solid start to the year. Mm. Ravens would have loved that one, moved to a four and one, and yeah. it would have made it very tough for the uh, tough for the Steelers. But the Ravens would be the disappointed of the two. They'd be the – but I'd have to imagine that those two are going to be, um, you know, one of them's going to be taking out the, the yeah. division. So, you know, that was their opportunity to really burst out and take a bit of a lead. Mm. What do you have, mate? Uh, mate, honourable mention, uh, Chicago Bears, mate. Chicago North Sydney Bears. Uh, beating the Commanders. Yeah, that's some when we talk about the North Sydney Bears. He loves yeah. them. <laughs> oh, <mate. laughs> oh, I'm still waiting for Greg Florimo to turn up at tight end for the uh, <laughs> Chicago North Sydney Bears. Um, they've snapped a 14 game losing streak. 14 away, games, away so. at Washington as well. Wow, away. So, so that was that was a massive win. Um, but obviously, yeah, obviously. I mean, Fourteen games. We're going back nearly twelve months. Yeah, it's the it's the big it's the shit show turnaround. So the Broncos got beaten by seventy, then they beat the Bears, and the Bears would be kicking themselves, and then they come back and win a game they shouldn't have won against the Commanders. So, yeah. I mean, the Commanders get them in, lock them in. They're going to win by a hundred next week. Yep, get them in your multi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had the Cowboys 49ers. Um, the 49ers, they powered a 5-0 and in the NFC West by putting the Cowboys to the sword, 42-10. Um, they'll never in trouble in this one, Potty. Um, Brock Purdy driving the offense. Um, and there's a lot of leading voices in the NRL, that are, uh, the NFL, sorry, that are considering Brock Purdy to be in Pro Bowl form, mm. you know, which is a massive core. Yeah. Um, he was Mr. Irrelevant. So for those in the draft who don't know who Mr. Irrelevant is, he was the last person selected in the draft. Yeah. And at a QB, your, your chances aren't very good. No. So to come in, not only win the starting job, 
but also too to now be in such a rich vein of form you've got you know the form team of the competition 5 and 0 i mean that is that is doing some good yeah um he was Mr. Revel- Irrelevant, according to The Athletic, so a very, very good uh, news resource, The Athletic. Um, they obtained a scouting report on Brock Purdy and one of the NFL teams evaluated him and called and called it as this. He was an experienced, he works through his progressions very well, but he's not a very good athlete. Limited arm, both in strength and throw. <laughs> now look at him. <laughs> so... Yeah, the kicker here is um, also, too, is the man he beat out for the 49ers job was traded, Trey Lance. He's now riding the pine pony at Dallas yep. that they just beat. So, you know. Funny how it works out sometimes. It is, it? yeah. yeah. Um, in the NFC, it's all about the Eagles and the 49ers at the moment, Potty. Um, they're, they're the two form teams. Obviously, Miami and Kansas are the early pace setters in the AFC, but I would assume... And we'll talk about it further in my multi. Bills fans will be very disappointed with their start being three and two. Yeah, I'd have to imagine so. Um, yeah, I, I I do think you're right. I think the Forty um, ers uh, and the Eagles they're they're looking like they're going to be the ones to beat. If you're picking Super Bowl, mm. um, you'd have to say um, you, you're going to see um, you're going to see someone there. Yep. Uh, KC, hard to write them off at the moment though, isn't it as mm. well? Yeah. Um, World Cup, mate. The World Cup. Yeah. Um, Cricket World Cup kicked off and unfortunately it was a very disappointing start for the Aussies. They were beaten by host nation India quite comprehensively. I think uh, Aussies 199 yeah. and um, India two for 100. Uh, sorry, four for 200 and... Um, 201, so I think they had them down three for 20 or something to start with, and then just mm. match was gone. So bit of a disappointing start, but, um, yeah, anyway. Speaking of World Cups, though, mate, um, it's not over, but we'll move on to the Rugby World Cup where it is over for Australia. Yeah, Rugby World Cup, it's over. Portugal couldn't do it for us. Um, they tried very hard. They did actually beat Fiji by one point. We needed an, we needed another seven. Yes. Um, quarterfinals are set, mate. Wales, Argentina, Ireland, New Zealand. That England. is a mouth-watering one. England, France, France, uh, England, Fiji, my apologies, France, South Africa. So some good quarterfinal matchups mm. there. I think the pick of the bunch is Ireland, New Zealand. Yeah. But, look, let's just glaze over that because at a time like this, I just want to highlight, remember when we were great, a flashback to 1999, Potty. Oh. Now, the biggest thing we had to worry about was the Y2K bug and computers crashing in 99. DVDs were a new thing, mate. Manchester United won the treble. John Elway led the Denver Broncos. Oh, Johnny Elway, royalty out in Denver. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Smith etched his name in Melbourne Storm folklore by diving into Jamie Ainsco's swinging arm. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Armstrong won the first of his seven Tour de France's Tiger Woods Golf 99 and Shane Warne Cricket were the biggest computer games. How good was Shane oh, Warne Cricket? But, of course... 99 was great because we are alluding to Australia winning the Rugby and Cricket World Cups and obviously we'll throw a Davis Cup in there as well. Yes. Make Australia great again. 
Beautiful, mate. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh. All right, mate, into the multis. Where the multis, mate. How'd you go? Yeah, well, that's a funny story. I um, had an absolute cracker. As you mentioned earlier, I picked the uh, Bathurst winner. So that was a long shot, and I was really happy with that. I was like, you beauty, I'm away. But I also picked the Toffees winning um, 3-0 over Bournemouth. So that's a good I, get. I, I was really happy with that. I was like, I'm away. Now I'm only waiting for the Seahawks. Hopefully they can get the win over the Bengals. Well, had, had a look this morning to see how they went and found out they don't actually play the Bengals <laughs> till next Monday. So I'll let you know in about a week. Yes. Uh, so throw me hands in the air. Dickhead. No, well, I mean, it's, you know, you sometimes you got to wait for good things. Yeah, yeah, have to wait for good things. Um, what about you, mate? Fucking Jacksonville. Jacksonville, mate. Oh. Mate, I went for the most weak gutted multi. Like, it was so short. Dollar ones all around? It was so short. You're just trying to get a pay, just trying to get I on the map. I just wanted a pay. So. I went for the Bills, obviously the Bills to win. I went for the Chiefs. I went for the 49ers. I'm thinking I'm good to go here. No good. No, Robin no Hood. Good. Uh, well, back to the old strategy, gamble responsibly. Yes, no good. Um, penis of the week, mate. Mate, so I was having a look on um, social media the other day and I what caught my eye there and therefore I had to give penis of the week was a pilot who was posting on TikTok why he was flying the plane Ooh. and coming into land, videos of how close other planes are and titling it, you thought you were alone in the sky. Look how close these other planes are. Ooh. Now, I'm going to put a disclaimer out there, mate. I don't love flying. Like No, I, I can't stand it. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's not a crippling fear where I won't fly somewhere, where I won't have a holiday oh, yeah, or something yeah. like that. But I don't enjoy it. I've got a mate who absolutely froths over it, just loves it, loves everything about it from packing his bag, going to the airport, flying, absolutely loves it. Not me. Mate, pilot, you're taking videos of other planes at 35,000 feet. Just fly the plane. We yeah. don't need this. Yeah. Look, I mean, gravity will tell you that the plane's not meant to be up there hovering. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a good job keeping it up there. <laughs> but when you're distracted trying to get your TikTok in, yep. you're not helping things, brother. <laughs> Don't do it, mate. <laughs> so he's copped a reprimand and I support that. Well, oh, speaking of reprimands, mate, my penis of the week. Uh, I'm going to go for Maureen Callahan from the Daily Mail. Mm. Now, um, the David Beckham documentary, yep. um, I watched that over the weekend. Um, we're going to address it on uh, on one of our other shows that we'll talk about in a moment. Um, however, she's come out and released an article absolutely hammering the documentary because it didn't peel back the layers enough on the scandals that involved the Beckhams. Hmm. I'm going to say, Maureen, you are the penis of the week because... Yeah. When a guy brings out a documentary with his family, it's probably his one time to speak to the public without you grubs trying to drag his good name through the dirt. So you've had your fun in the tabloids. Take a hike. Take a back seat. It's golden balls time now. Golden balls. Why did you think he was going to get on there and just absolutely tear himself to shreds? 
Yeah, let's do a documentary and let's talk about all the garbage you tabloids have spoken about over the years and address them one by one. <laughs> Not Maureen, to mention a fair bit of it was probably fictitious. <laughs> anyway. Maureen, you are the penis of the week. Job well done. All right, mate. Well, all good, mate. That sees us through for this episode of the Sports Attention, but we have to deal with the elephant in the room, Potty. Listeners would have noticed that we skipped something. No football chat in this one. No football chat. So the We're good off it. News, We don't like football anymore. No, the good on. news, Potty, yeah, well, <laughs> before we lose listeners. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, is, and it's an announcement that we can make here on the Sports Detention Podcast, um, we have decided to separate the football show from the sports detention, the OG, the original sports detention. So um, our wonderful guests, Cozzy and Berta, they're now becoming permanent members of the family and we will be uh, releasing on a weekly basis the sports detention football show as well. So keep an eye out for that, ladies and gentlemen. First uh, podcast will be released this week. Mm. Uh, so look out for that Wednesday morning would probably be the idea to to grab a hold of that. Check us out on the social media. You know where to get us, at Sports Detention, Twitter, Instagram. Get your comments in, get your, you know, ideas, your, your banter, your chat. Get it in there and we'll hopefully get you guys out on the podcast as well. And stay in touch. Let us know what you think. Let us know how we are going. It's always good to get feedback, Potty. All right. Lovely, mate. Well, mate, and uh, before we finish up, mate, for all of our listeners up there in Rabina, home of the Raptors, we say good night. And farewell. <laughs>